morning, everybody. Good morning. It is 6.18 a.m. on what must be April 26th. And, man, I'm sorry it's been a while. I'm, I'm fucking struggling, man. I just can't seem to get things figured out here. You know, it's like I'm meditating, and that's cool. You know, I'm up to, uh, I got two, four, six, seven, eight and a half... Ten and a half, uh, twelve and a half, fourteen. I got sixteen hours in nine days, so that's that's pretty cool, right? But I don't know. I I just don't know what's going on, man. I'm just I'm straight up struggling with this whole quitting weed thing. Uh, you know, you quit and then all the demons come out, and so then how do you deal with the demons? And so that's why I'm meditating, right? So I can try to get control of my demons. But now I'm meditating and I still find myself smoking. And it's, is it because I can't tackle both battles at once? Or is it because uh, I'm afraid to let go? Or is it because there's a part of me that doesn't really want to quit weed forever and just wants a healthy relationship with it? And so, But the healthy relationship part is where the addict comes in and says, listen, you can't have a healthy relationship with weed. Like, you're a fucking addict. And so that's that's the real question, I guess, that I'm that I'm grappling with. Like, is there any capacity upon which smoking is okay? And for for those of you listening, usually the answer is no. And and for me, you could argue that the answer is no. Now, I would justify it by saying I'm a warrior in this really fucked up society. Like today's world is so ass backwards for Homo sapien, and I have those genetics, good, bad, or ugly. Where, you know, I, I would have been a warrior in the tribe. Like, I'm not afraid of confrontation. Uh, I enjoy physical combat. Uh, I think I'm not a patient person. Well, that's not true. I mean, I'm patient when I'm, when I'm hunting and stuff. But I'm impatient with incompetence. And I think 200 years ago or 400 years ago, I'd, I'd have a home. Or a 1,000 years ago, I'd have a place. But in today's world where people can talk shit, but they can't get smacked... Uh, you know, I guess Will Smith be, being the exception, of course, because he's like the multimillionaire or whatever. It's okay for him to do it. But you know, my my wife one time said that I reminded her of a polar bear. And I was like, what? Like spirit animal wise? And she goes, yeah, you're like the last of a dying breed, you know, of a, of a warrior. I'm like, holy shit. You know, I felt cool, you know, kind of gave me that, that feel good vibe. But uh, it was also kind of sad. And so... I, I just told actually a teacher the other day I confessed to him I said dude I I said I I've been quitting the weed and then all of a sudden I get myself into trouble at work because I have the energy and the mental capacity and as well as the the frustration and the juice to get fired up over injustice you know and then I start moving and shaking and it happens too fast I'm not being patient enough and then I cause myself problems. And I told him the story about how when I did cocaine in college, I didn't feel any different. Everybody else is all jacked up. And for me, it's just like, oh, wow, you know, I've, my brain is a little faster and I'm feeling slightly more aggressive and competitive. And I feel like this all the time. So it's nothing new. And I, I've done it twice. Both times had the same effect. So I, I told him also that I was getting off of caffeine. I haven't had caffeine in months. And he, he said, oh, yeah, my... My daughter told me that. I love hearing the stories she comes home with. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, geez. You know, the kids kids can't remember the instruction, you know, the ELA or the math, but they can remember my ridiculous anecdotes so or, or side stories. It, it, go figure, right? 
So I, I don't know where I'm at, you guys. I, I'm struggling with this podcast because I don't want to let you guys down. I don't know if I'm the best person for this. I'm not, I don't know if I'm the best person to lead this discussion. I, I don't want to get this whole like best of both worlds things like, ooh, you know, I'm, I'm building a podcast, but like, oh, the content is something I'm, I'm not actually able to follow through on. You know, I don't feel like an inspirational person. I don't feel like I'm, I feel like I might be doing more harm than good. You know, people listen to this quitting marijuana podcast and then they, the fucking host can't seem to shake the, the bug. So I'm just going to keep doing the right thing. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to keep meditating. I'm just going to keep training. I'm just going to keep taking care of business. And on days where I've got the, the balls to say no, I'm going to say no. You know, last night I ended up smoking a tiny bit, you know, compared to the weekend where I, I was like a chimney. You know, I just took one little hit last night and I'm a one hit Charlie. You know, and that's what's, that's another thing that's frustrating about this is because my friends who are stoners, man, they can smoke, they can smoke an eighth a day, you know, that's nothing. And for me, one one poke and I'm off in la-la land. So it's very easy to say that I'm not a pothead or I'm not a stoner because of the quantity, the, the, the very minute quantity I use compared to most stoners. But then again, if you're dealt a genetic hand where everything is more potent, then it doesn't really matter how much you smoke if the effect is the same, if you're still all fucked up. Uh, and now am I fucked up all day? No, you know, I only smoke when I get home, but then the weekend comes, you get jacked up. So I don't know. I, I will say one celebration, I guess if I were to celebrate one, one sober celebration would be that over the weekend, again, I got to hang out with my, uh, my coworker, my buddy there. Uh, and I took him, took him to the gun range. He never fired a gun before, 54 years old, never shot a gun. So took him to the range, ripped through about 50 rounds with a 22, and I shot my handguns. We had gone to the diner as well. Uh, got back to my place, played some Othello, and then we meditated. And we never we never consumed cannabis. You know, Up to that point, we'd been consuming it together pretty regularly. And I don't know if it just finally clicked with him that I keep saying, hey, I'm battling this, hey, I'm battling this. But now he's he's passing. Or... Alternatively, I'm a bad example, and he's realized he doesn't want to live like me. He doesn't want to turn into me, because uh, I told him to watch out, man. Like if we're if you're going to be going down this road, you're going to be consuming this stuff. Like it could get you. So those are those are just things I'm going around, you guys. I'm I'm thinking about starting a new podcast or changing the name of this one to like uh, Morning Millennial, maybe or something along those lines. Millennial Maintenance, perhaps, right? Because I'm training my feet, doing the yoga, doing the back PT shoot, you know, pursuing my hobbies by shooting the bow, uh, lifting weights, meditating. Like these are things that I feel like I have to do in order to just have some semblance of balance or homeostasis again in this super, super fucked up, overtly modern technological world. And so if that, if those healthy habits lead to more healthy habits, then great. Um, you know, I, I think back to when I had first started meditating, like the, the next wave, I guess, because I went to the retreat and then I meditated for a long time then I fell off the wagon. And when I got back on the wagon finally, uh, three years ago, I had no desires to quit. It wasn't until I had put in like six or eight months and then all of a sudden I'm like, hey, I think I should, I should quit smoking weed. And so I'm just going to keep filling my life up with healthy stuff. And if you feel like this podcast is not for you, I totally respect that, okay? I don't hold it against you at all. Like, I'm holding it against myself most of the time. 
And if you want, you can shoot me an email, podcast at gmail.com, and let me know what your thoughts are about just starting a totally different show, you know, a totally different thing, and just talking about those healthy habits, and each day kind of have a different focus, but I, I gotta I gotta get off the mic here, in, at least in terms of my own words, because I don't have anything to offer you guys. What I do have, though, is a book of knowledge, baby, a book of knowledge, Proverbs chapter 5. It says, forsake lust. My son, give attention to my wisdom, incline your ear to my understanding, that you may observe discretion, and your lips may reserve knowledge. For the lips of an adulteress drip honey, and smoother than oil is her speech. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death, her steps take hold of Sheol. She does not ponder the path of life, her ways are unstable. She does not know it. Now then, my sons, listen to me, and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Keep your way far from her, and do not go near the door of her house, or you will give your vigor to others, and your years to the cruel one. And strangers will be filled with your strength, and your hard-earned goods will go to the house of an alien. And you groan at your final end, when your flesh and your body are consumed. And you say, How I have hated instruction, and my heart spurned reproof. I have not listened to the voice of my teachers, nor inclined my ear to instructors. I was almost in utter ruin in the midst of the assembly and congregation. Drink water from your own cistern, and fresh water from your own well. Should your springs be to burst abroad, streams of water in the street, let them be yours alone, and not for strangers with you. Let your fountain be blessed, and rejoice in the wife of your youth, as a loving hind and a graceful doe. Let her breast satisfy you at all times. Be exhilarated always with her love. For why should you, my son, be exhilarated with an adulteress and embrace the bosom of a foreigner? For the ways of a man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he watches all his paths. His own iniquities will capture the wicked, and he will be held with the cords of his sin. He will die for the lack of instruction, and in the greatness of his folly he will go astray. Man, uh, pornography and adultery, that's stuff I battle all the time. And that's why I get so fed up with uh, sometimes the LGBTQ side of the the communities because, and not even just that, I guess, um, in some ways too, like the crazy feminazi liberals. And, and don't get me wrong, I don't want to put anybody in a box, okay? But to tell me... You, to tell me what a man thinks or to tell me how a man acts, you know, I, it's like for so long we, we never were able to say, I can't say how a woman thinks, how a woman acts. You know, I haven't walked a mile in her shoes. So it's just like, don't come at me and tell me how men think because I am a man and my friends are men and we have a pretty good idea of how we're wired. And so the idea that, oh, you know, if we get to go in and use the, the opposite gender uh, changing room, like, oh, if we get to go in, it's just like, Listen, you're rolling the fucking dice. Okay, you're rolling the dice. It's novel now. It's new now. Maybe nobody wants to go down that road. But as we have seen, you know, no, like no straight, straight guy, you know, pretending to be trans or something. But as we have seen, society is beginning to crumble. Okay, the, the vulgar, the profane, the crude, the sexual, all that stuff is, is, we're inundated with it. It's in the public eye constantly. Kids are falling apart. They're shooting up schools. Uh, they're having sex at earlier and earlier ages. They're committing suicide at, at insane rates. There's self-harm, revenge porn, all this crazy stuff. And so you start removing these, these, these social restrictions, and you try to say it's for the greater good. But when it's the straight man who says, listen, I don't, 
I don't think that that guy should be allowed to compete on the girls' sports team. I don't think that's fair. Or when the straight man says, yeah, I, I, I don't think that he should be allowed in the girls' locker room. It's going to make a lot of girls uncomfortable, and, and there's always potential for that to be abused. You know, we're not, I'm not trying to attack anybody, okay? I love all people. I got the safe zone sticker. You know what I mean? My, my, my classroom's a safe space, but, you know, I also live in the world of reality, and it's important that we don't move so fast that we forget what got us here. And I, I bring all that up because, you know, I, I battle with the porn, and my, the, my sex life is a thousand times better when I'm not looking at porn. Uh, you know, I still remember images from when I was a young boy, and I stumbled upon a box of Playboys in my uncle's 1964 uh, Chevy Impala in the basement of my grandmother's barn. You know, and I'm, I remember pushing my younger brother and be like, oh, don't look at these. Oh, oh, oh. But then I'd sneak back there, kind of open it up. So I'm my first, you know, you know, hairy pussy. And I was like, whoa. I still remember that. I still remember porn from when I was in high school. I still remember pornography from when I was in college. I mean, these images, once you see them, you can't get them out. And so if you can go a stretch without that kind of stuff, man, all of a sudden when you're with your wife, it's such a better experience. It's so much nicer. And... You know, I bring up the wife side of things because our relationship the last 24 hours has been fantastic. Over the weekend, though, what I realized, and I think it's because of the meditation, though I was high at the time when the realization hit me, was that I, I've been, I've been abused, you know, and I hate to say that. I'm not trying to attack her. Okay, I love her dearly, and I allowed this to happen because she's never attacking me. She's not screaming at me like, you didn't do this, or I fucking hate you. But what will happen is she'll come home from work or she'll come home from her grandmother's taking care of grandma and she will just unload. And that's cool. Like, I'm ready for it. But the screaming, like literally screaming, yelling, you know, I fucking this and this and that. Listen, I worked all week. I come home on a Friday. My kids are noisy. My kindergarten class is super noisy. I'm trying to do some dishes. She comes in and she just starts bellowing. And then at one point, she literally leans her body forward and screams in my ear. So my ear is ringing. Like it's, it's, I've never had her do that to me before. I'm like, what the fuck? And then she she hits me on the ass. Not like a spank, like sexy spank. Like she just fucking wheels back and rips one into me. And then I, I started to think about this. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm kind of traumatized. Like I've been walking around on eggshells in my own house for a couple of years now, because I'm always paranoid, you know, she's got extreme depression, so I'm always putting that on myself, what can I do, what can I do, what can I do to make her feel better, how can I control this, how can I make her day easier, and that's not, that's that's a, that's a tough spot to be, you know, I, I it's so crazy, because I remember admonishing my grandmother for doing the same thing with my grandpa, because he's such a mean old, miserable old cuss, and it's like, you know, Grandma, you gotta you gotta live your own life. You know, you gotta be able to do what you want when you want. Like you gotta you gotta push back. She's like, oh, I know, I know. And I don't do that. You know, here I am, the shoes on the other foot. So, finally, I I I we were gonna go hiking Sunday, and so Saturday night I was gonna go hiking at least. So Saturday night, she's in the shower. She asked me, Hey, uh, is that hiking trip just for you and your brother, or can I come too? And I said, Just for my brother and I. And she got all quiet. She got all sad. And then finally I told her, I'm like, you know, well, I just feel like I've been used as an emotional punching bag. The other night this thing happened and I'm, I'm still kind of getting over it. And it felt good to share. 
of course, then she then she freaks out and why would you tell me this so late at night? Like now I'm all worked up, blah 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 blah. And it's because you know what? There's never a good time when somebody has depression. Like there's fucking never a good time to talk about anything serious. And so whatever, you know, she disappeared. She went downstairs, and uh, I I go up use my power massager, and eventually she comes back up. We you know we kiss goodnight, go to bed, and uh, next morning kind of ride out the morning together. Yeah, we ultimately, you know, she and I go hiking, and she's been a lot sweeter. She's been a lot sweeter, and what I've been doing now is countering the the little microaggressions, I guess, or the disrespect, because I've had two two year relationships or like year and a half relationships where I was legitimately in love, and they both ended because the girl lost respect for me. Like straight up, one of them said, "Yeah, I just don't have any respect for you." What? And the other one <laughs> just acted like that. And so here I am, and I'm in a relationship where I feel like that we're starting to go down that road. And so now I, I have to I have to push back on little things, and it's it's weird. It's it feels silly, but like for instance, I don't care if you know she put her feet on me during dinner time. But when you combine that with also being somebody who gets screamed at or somebody who gets hit, then I'm like, man, is she putting her feet on me? Is like a like, am I like a fucking human footstool to her? You know what I'm saying? Like, all of a sudden, all these other little things start to add up. So I've been pushing back now. I've been pushing back on small things, standing up for myself or saying, no, 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 no. Like, basically things like I wouldn't do to her and so or to anybody else. And so it's reasonable to think that you shouldn't do it to me. And, and specifically for men, I don't know if you've ever read that book, uh, Love and Respect, or if you've ever read the book, um, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, but men need respect. And in the man's world, in the Martian world, you never offer your own advice on how a man should do something. Okay, you let the man do it, fall apart, and then you make fun of him. <laughs> you know, then you bust his nuts. And if he needs advice, he'll ask you for it. Like, that's the thing. In the Martian world, if they need advice, they'll ask for it. Otherwise, it's a sign of weakness. And that might be a, might be a generalization, but for the most part, that's that's pretty true. And she is the queen of telling me how I should do shit. And over the the vacation when we went camping, here here it is. She has no idea how to camp, no idea uh, how to set up a tent, how to set up the camping stove, and she's telling me how to cook dinner. And it's just like, what the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about? You know. And of course, she's doing it at the same time while she's ruining my entire experience, bitching and moaning about the people next to us. And so that's what I've been pushing back on now is if she tells me something that's ridiculously obvious, you know, I've been living on my own for many years. If it's something I've always taken care of on my own, always know how to do like anybody knows how to do. And she's like, hey, well, I would do this or make sure you do this. I go, yeah, I know. Or I understand. I already know how to do that. Or yes, thank you for telling me something that I'm doing already. And I'm not an asshole about it. You know, I just say, yep, I already know that. Or yes, and and you know what? She's been sweeter. It's I think it stops her from getting to the red zone. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you don't have to babysit me. Hey, you're not the boss. Hey, hey, I'm I'm my own person over here. Like, you need to respect me in the way that I respect you. And it's prevented her from escalating. So if there's one thing I can say that the meditation has started to pay off on, besides, of course, learning my own motivations, my own uh, emotional spectrum, you know, it's it's given me the, the power to kind of take my life back in some ways. And so I'm I'm very happy about that. I hope I can keep this up. Um, it's easy to do it for a couple of days, but you know she's got a decade's worth of practice doing this kind of stuff, 
and it's not in my nature to uh to you know to tell my wife what to do like that's just not who I am or to like push back on stuff because I I consider myself you know I'm a, I'm a caregiver you know I'm a I'm a kindergarten teacher like I I put myself out there for other people and I don't mind taking one for the team but you know at some point you take them for the team too much and then the team loses respect for you as a valued valued member of said team so anyway that's that's where I'm at that's where my life is you guys I'm I'm so sorry it's been a while again if you're looking for uh, quitting smoking inspiration, just look at how fucked up my life is, <laughs> you know, um, or you got to go somewhere else. Cause man, I, I'm hoping tonight it's all good. I'm hoping tonight I can come home, keep it steady, keep it between the navigational beacons. And, um, but you can tell there was an episode like three or four back where I was super articulate, super clear. And I was calm the whole time. Like I, I think the episode I was like, well, and so some of the times I do, 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 do. And it was amazing, you know, and that was on like a day five streak. And now that it's not day five anymore, I'm slurring, I'm mixing shit up. So it's it's just it's just a freaking rodeo. But you know what? Let's let's call it a day. I gotta get to work, man. So uh, Aristotle once said, with regard to excellence, it is not enough to know, but we must try to have and use it. Remember to find satisfaction in the struggle and peace in the moment. We'll see you next time. Thank you.